Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps. Down the floor, a baseline two-handed flush from Lincoln Cure. To the pros. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Colbert with the tap over. Mid-check. Kumaro in the middle for... Linton who puts it on the floor, and that will do it. The Goodland Cowgirls make it now four straight trips to the Volleyball State Tournament. Back to throw, a play-action look. Heiberg going to take a shot downfield. Has a man wide open. Malachi Coleman makes the catch. Touchdown, Nebraska. Howard swings at far side. DJ wide open. Midfield, 45-40. He's at the 30. DJ Giddens is chugging to the 10-5. Overpass, put down by Beck Allen. We're going to five. We're going to five. Hello, set five. Ball snapped on the near hash. They throw it to Pacheco. Gets a block at the 10. Five. Pops into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Four-man rush. Love in the pocket. Bounces around. Throws a ball deep down the field. That ball is intercepted. Intercepted by P.J. Locke. And this one is going to end with the Broncos winning the home game. Stanek's 1-1. is drilled on a line. Left field and gone! Adolis Garcia makes his statement. And the Rangers have their sights set on game seven. What a weekend it was in the world of sports. Good Monday morning, everybody. Welcome inside the Morning Blitz. Broadcasting on 1025 UROC, AM 730, Fox Sports Tri-State. Of course, also online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. Glad you're with us here on this Monday, the October the 23rd. 43 degrees, the temperature currently outside with a high expected to be in the low 80s here today. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Hope they enjoyed as much as they possibly can. Mine felt like it didn't really happen. Very busy weekend. Uh, you know, football in Hugoton Friday, Hoisington most all day Saturday. To somewhat of a surprise, there the whole day Saturday. That's all right with me. Uh, and then, you know, home late on Saturday night, and then Sunday uh, got a chance to catch up on a few things at the house with the family. And now it's back to the work week. So that's the way it goes sometimes, especially when we are in uh, postseason time. Uh, here in Kansas. So I uh, hope everyone's can had a great weekend. If you want to be part of the Morning Blitz, you can hit us up, hit us up on our text line. The number is 785-899-2222. That's every part of the Morning Blitz here on this Monday morning, where we'll be talking with Jeff Hennick, Oakley High School head football coach, who joined the program for the first time since the preseason. We'll be visiting with him about his team as they made a late-season push, got a couple of victories, and put themselves into the postseason. We'll talk about that and the challenge they have uh, with their first-round playoff matchup coming up here on Friday. Uh, we will also get to plenty of other things in today's show, but we know it's a Monday, and that means that we have our weekend winners and our losers. Let's get to them now. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. 
Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Gonna be a winner, be a winner. Getting into our weekend winners and losers here on this Monday and first winner of the weekend and a shout out to I think it's uh, Shane Holleran who runs the page but he made a great point and uh, I think I'm just going to reiterate the point that he made but our first one of the weekend is uh, Goodland High School Girls Athletics. Uh, Goodland Cowgirls on Saturday run through sweep their way through the Hoisington Substate that included a tough hard fought match against Colby they get past in the first round. Then they go and take on the top seed Hoisington at number one. Now, I don't think anybody really gave them a chance at at winning that match. They were in Hoisington in front of the Hoisington fans on Hoisington's floor. Hoisington's got a great uh, group of young ladies uh, this year, a very talented team. But Goodland just played clean like uh, they had nothing to lose and swept Hoisington out of their own gymnasium. And then went on and took on Holcomb and went on there and then won as well uh, and swept them in straight sets to advance to the, what is their fourth consecutive state volleyball tournament in a row. The Goodland Cowgirl volleyball team did. And that brought up the point. So Goodland Volleyball going to state for the fourth year in a row. Golf sent, the t- sent a team to state this year. Ended up placing seventh, missing the two-day cut by seven strokes. Still had... Uh, two ladies make the second day tournament, one of them earning a medal. And then cross country sent this year sent Jacelyn Gable, who placed 11th. She qualified for state uh, on Saturday down at Great Bend. And then tennis sent Addie Owens, someone to go to state. And so you have all four fall sports were represented by at least one Goodland athlete or more a team which is pretty darn cool to say. Now, there's other great programs out there, other great schools out there. You know, Hoxie has a, you know, it's got a great uh, women's program as well. Their volleyball team's going to state. They've got a cross-country runner going to state. Um, I don't think they have a girls' golf team or tennis team, but, and that's the thing. You're going to find other schools that are doing the same type of thing, but, you know, in Goodland's case, there's four sports that you can play in the fall if you're a girl. And they have at least some, they had someone at least, or will at least represent them at the state tournament. And so, or in the state, in state tournament or whatever it may be. So, once again, a winner of the weekend, Goodland Girls Athletics. Um, Just, it's, and I like the quote that was said, it's about culture. You know, you could go back to, golly, not even that long ago. You could go back maybe eight to ten years ago, six to ten years, six to eight years ago. Uh, you know, when that wasn't the case, you know, there was, there were some good athletes, but they just didn't have that winning culture, that winning mindset. And the last couple of years, a culture has been instilled to where, you know, not only do they go in, they don't go into hoping to win, they go in to expect to win and they get it done. So I give them, I give them the coaches, the athletes, particularly though, a lot of credit. Uh, they have found a way to, uh, put themselves on the map in girls' athletics at Goodland High School. They've done a really, really good job. And uh, congratulations to, once again, Jason Gable, who's going back to state, or sorry, he's going to state in cross country. She really worked hard this summer and this fall to make it there. She's made it after placing 11th in Great Bend. She goes as an individual. And then, of course, congratulations to the Goodland Cowgirl volleyball team going to state for the fourth year in a row. And that, to me, is it's a phenomenal testament to those girls and to head coach Angie Brumbaugh and her staff. This 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 cowgirl team is not is is I don't want to say 
it's nothing like what it was. It's a, it's a shell of what it was. I mean, they lost three all-league, you could even say, in some cases, all-state type of players. And they're still going back to state with still a good group of seniors. By that, I mean and a good group of seniors and a good class of seniors and seniors that have experienced success, and I think that's big. But, you know, they had to play a different style of volleyball this year. They weren't going to be the team that's going to go out there and just dominate with their power and their athleticism and their attacking ability. They were going to have to go out there and play great defense. You know, make force the other team to make great plays. Force the other team to make errors. And let me tell you, that happened a lot on Saturday. The opposition made a lot of mistakes, and Goodland just didn't make a lot of them. When you're a team that just goes out there and doesn't make a lot of mistakes and you force the other team to do that— uh, that's a, that's a, it's, it's just, once again, there's multiple ways to win in sports and that's one of them in volleyball. You can be that attacking aggressive team, which I think when you go to state here coming up on Friday in pool play, you're going to run into a lot of teams that are very good at being that aggressor and also defenders. The cowgirls have, you know, a couple decent attackers, but I think this year are built more upon, you know, defense and then limiting their own errors to put themselves in position to have success. And so they had a really good showing at Hoisington. They're going to face three of the toughest programs, I think, in volleyball. You know, they're the eight seed because they were the four seed in this sub-state. And they are the eight seed um, at state at the tournament in pool play. They're going to face three very difficult teams in Beloit, Smoky Valley, and, of course, Heartland or, – uh, or the – not Heartland Christian. Uh, I want to even say Parkview Christian, but um, – Christian Heritage, Heritage Christian, there we go. They're going to face them again for the third consecutive year. Look, those three programs, those are powers, volleyball powers, and they're going to have – Goodland's going to have to play their absolute very best of the season in order to hang with those teams. Luckily, that's what they're doing right now because it, it was a rough start to the year, really rough start to the year. It's only here in October that they've won 12 out of their last 14 matches to put themselves in the state tournament for the fourth year in a row. So congratulations to Goodland Calgary volleyball team and to GHS Girls Athletics. Uh, winners of the weekend with uh, all the success they've had here in this 2023 fall sports season. Uh, moving along, continuing with our winners of the weekend, there were five area volleyball teams that qualified for state and multiple qualifiers for cross country and, as well. There were actually four teams and eight individuals that qualified in cross country, and there were five area teams, including Goodland, that qualified for state volleyball. So you had Goodland qualify in 3A, Hoxie qualified in 2A. They they just blew through the Syracuse substate. Uh, they made it look easy. They won in straight sets. Uh, Hoxie's they're 30. I think they're 33 and four. Going to be going into the state tournament. They're going to be a tough team uh, to out there at the 2A. But they're going to run into some really good teams as well. Uh, so we'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out in 2A with Hoxie. Um, Wheatland Grinnell, as expected, won there. Substate in Grainfield, they had a first round bye, won their two matches in straight sets. Rollins County was a bit of an upset. They, I think, were the five seed, and they went through and knocked off top seed St. Francis, and then were able to make it all the way to the cha- or to the championship match, and then uh, pick up a win there. So Rollins County going to the state volleyball tournaments at one AD one. And then one other 1A D2 qualifier is Wallace County, which once again, as everybody thought and expected, was going to be Greeley County, Wallace County for a sub-state title. It was. Wallace County gets the win over Greeley County to advance to the state tournament. So congratulations once again to Wallace County, Rollins County, Wheatland Grinnell, Hoxie, and of course Goodland, your five area state volleyball qualifiers 
uh, and will begin pool play here on Friday. Um, also, in cross, there was a regional cross-country Saturday, and as I mentioned, four teams and eight individuals qualified for state. Uh, in 1A, Quinter, which once again has two boys or girls teams, I think is number one team in the state. Boys team is number three uh, in the state. They both qualified as teams. Of course, Golden Plains is Emma Weimer. Uh, goes out there, wins the girls' race, gets first place individually. She's going to state again. Uh, St. Francis's Breck Lore qualified in the girls' race. Wallace County's Evan Pierce and Brewster's Carson Schmidt. Those guys both placed in the top 10. Pierce second, Schmidt, not, Schmidt, Schmidt ninth. And those guys are both qualifying uh, in the boys' side for 1A. So, once again, both teams from Quinter, Emma Weimer and Breck Lore on the girls' side. Evan Pierce, Carson Schmidt on the boys' side. Then you have Hoxie. Boys, they play second to qualify as a team. They're a top ten. I think they're number. I think they're they're a top ten ranked team in the most recent rankings that came out last night. Oakley's a top ten team as well on the girls' side. They won the two A meet there in Mead. So both Hoxie boys, Quinter girls are going to be going there. Um, Oakley, I think it's Isaiah Rebacek. He qualified as an individual on the boys' side for Oakley, and then Hoxie's Tegan Lindeman qualified on the girls' side. She's had a great season. Uh, has Tegan. Uh, for the Lady Indians in running. And then finally in 3A, Colby's Faith Hoover. No surprise there. She placed third as an individual. She's going to state. As we mentioned, Goodland's Jason Gable placing 11th. She is qualified for state in 3A. So, once again, congratulations to the four teams and the eight individuals qualifying in cross country. Uh, 3A runners are going to Lawrence to run at the Rimrock Farm. Uh, 2A and 1A runners will be competing in Wamigo. That's all on Saturday, either morning or afternoon, depending on what time frame they kind of got stuck in. So, once again, great success for area high school athletes. So, five volleyball teams, four cross-country teams, and on top of that, eight cross-country runners qualifying as individuals uh, for this upcoming Friday and Saturday, first Friday for pool play and volleyball, Saturday, for tournament, and then of course Saturday for regional cross country. So a pretty good darn good weekend for there for our area athletes, especially on the girl on the on the girls side for sure. So there's a, there's winners of the weekend. One more quick winner of the weekend, just a quick plug. Uh, it was a really good weekend if you're a Husker, if you're a Nebraska athletic fan, that's for sure. Um, first and foremost, Nebraska volleyball wins in an absolute classic uh, over Wisconsin. If you didn't get a, if you love volleyball and you didn't get to watch that match, I feel bad for you, but. Nebraska volleyball upset or takes down number one Wisconsin. It was number sorry, number one versus number two. Nebraska beats Wisconsin for the first time in ten tries, uh, but they get it done in five sets. It was a classic uh, from the start to the finish. Nebraska didn't play very well in the match, but found a way to just dig out of holes constantly and hit it over what I call the Great Wall of Wisconsin because they've got a six foot nine girl and they got so much other size on that side. It's hard. But Nebraska found a way to get it done. Uh, Husker football beat Northwestern. Uh, it was a very ugly football game, but a win is a win anymore in Nebraska football. And then women's soccer on Sunday uh, earned, it was either Sunday or Saturday night, I think it was Sunday morning, earned a share of the Big 12 soccer women's title. So women's soccer gets a big share of the Big 10 title uh, in soccer. So, like I said, a pretty good day for Nebraska athletics uh, this past weekend, that is for sure. 
So there's your winners of this weekend. Let's move on to losers. And once again, losers, not actually on individual things, but more just as a whole. And uh, once again, another weekend of some lopsided, there was a lot of lopsided losses, including for Goodland and Colby at the high school football ranks. So some lopsided losses, unfortunately. Uh, You look at some of the scores from this past Friday night in high school football. Uh, You had Colby losing at Scott City, 50-6. Goodland suffered their worst loss of the season, falling in Hugoton, 70 to nothing. Um, there was Wallace County. I mean, Wallace County put a thumping on Thunder Ridge, 50 to nothing. That's all they, I think they forced four turnovers. I mean, Kyle Gefeller and uh, his, his dad that runs the defense, they put on an absolute clinic versus Thunder Ridge, which is impressive. Um, Shylin blew out Golden Plains, 72 to six. Quinter rolled Stockton, 50 to nothing. Weskin got to 7-1. They rolled Pawnee Heights, 61-39. Uh, Decatur Community got shut out by Hill City, 48-0 they lost. Triplanes Brewster did win at Greeley County, 39-7. St. Francis routed Wheatland Grinnell, 50-12. The Really, the best game in high school football on Friday was, as expected, Hoxie Rollins County, and it was the Hoxie Indians getting the best of the Buffaloes, 32-26. That gave the Buffaloes their first loss of the season. And on top of that, it gave Hoxie the number one seed in the district. And so they get to, you know, they're going to get an extra home game more than likely out of that if they can find a way to continue to win. So those are the results from Friday night. I mean, very lopsided losses on Colby and Goodland's side. I mean, as expected, I don't don't want to sit here and say I was shocked by the results of seeing both Colby and Goodland getting beat handily uh, in those two games on Friday night. Uh, Scott City's very, very good. And, uh, you know, Colby's had some moments this year, but Scott City's on another level. Really, Scott City, Holcomb, and Hugotin are on other levels than the other teams than, than Colby and Goodland in this district. They're just on other levels. They are. Everybody knows that, too. Um, the coaches would say that. Uh, but, you know, and, for, and that's going to happen when you play really, really good football teams. You just hope, and once again, I didn't get to see the game. You just hope that your team went out there and played hard, uh, gave, gave, gave great effort all the way for... The entire time that the clock was on uh, and gave great effort for the entire game and you felt good. Because I, I don't know if, if that happened exactly down in Hugoton. It was a very rough showing for Goodland. A very rough showing. Cowboys offense, once again, was completely lost. Did not pick up a single first down on the night. Sorry, I take that back. They picked up one first down on the night to Goodland, but it was on a muffed punt. They punted from their own end zone. Hugoton muffed the punt. Goodland recovered it. Great play by special teams. That was the only first down of the night for Goodland. They did not have a single first down. Didn't even get one against the JV defense for Hugotson. Now, it was hard to do that because the clock ran continuously from pretty much half the third quarter through. But it was not pretty. Uh, Goodland's got got one more game left in a bowl-type game scenario against Nickerson on the road. You got a long road trip ahead. But the question is, do you want to be there and do you want to play? That's going to be the biggest thing going forward for Goodland. I know it's been a very difficult year for GHS with a lot of key guys going down with injuries, and that stinks, no doubt about it. But if you love the sports you play and you love to play the game, you got to go out there and you got to show it every single time that you step on the field. Uh, that definitely was not shown on Friday night, that's for sure. It definitely was not shown. Football is about two key pieces, blocking and tackling. And Goodland, unfortunately, did not do any of those very well on Friday night uh, down at Hugotin, and they got routed by Hugotin. So 
a lot to go back to the drawing board on and once again hopefully able to find the intensity and the energy to go and play a team that you're definitely going to be on the same playing field as in Nickerson can you find a way to get it done and get a win that's going to be happening on Friday in and on and, and try to go out this in, in this season on a high note just like you did in 2021 over at uh Council Grove Went over to took that long four hour plus road trip to Council Grove, played there, whooped up on Council Grove. Try to do that again against Nickerson here on Friday. I think that'd be the big key. You know, as as for Colby, you know, it's a much tougher scenario. You're in the postseason. You have to go to Cheney and play the best team in, if not the best team in three A, one of the best two teams in three A. It's either them or Andale, uh, and that's a very difficult, tall task to to manage. But we'll see what happens. You just never know. Uh, Speaking of playoff games and, and what to expect this next coming week in high school football, I already mentioned Goodland will play Nickerson. That's a non-playoff game. Decatur Community hosts uh, Mankato Rock Hills. Those are the two non-playoff games uh, going on. Here are some of the... And then Weskin's going to play an eight-man game in a non-playoff game. I don't know who the eight-man team is. I, for some reason, I think it's Wheeling Grinnell, but I don't know if that's for sure true or not. Uh I want to look into playoff games here this week. This weekend, you've got, I mentioned Colby at Cheney. That's going to be a 6 o'clock Central Time kick from what I saw. Um, so an hour moved up because of the distance to travel back on Friday night. Uh, Oakley will play at Medicine Lodge. We'll have more on that game with head coach Jeff Hennick coming up here in just a few minutes. Hoxie will host Bennington on Thursday. Uh, Rollins County will host Lincoln on Thursday. St. Francis will play at Sylvan Lucas Thursday. Wallace County will host Otis Bison Thursday. Quinter will play at El Saline on Thursday. Those are your eight-man games. And then in six-man, you've got Shiloh gets a first-round bye. Golden, and then you have a couple of teams that get buys but know who they're playing. Like Golden Plains is at Ingalls. That's on November 3rd. Triplanes Brewster is at Ashland. That's on November 3rd. Greeley County is at Moscow on Friday. So that's the lone regional six-man game uh, here in Kansas uh, for next week's playoff slate. So there you go. There's a look at what to expect coming up here on Thursday and rolling on into Friday. Uh, before we get to break, I do know there were people that were questioning on whether we were going to Oh, thank you. Uh, and 5 o'clock start mountain time for Nickerson and uh, Goodlam. I wonder, I appreciate Thank you so much. Marty Lehman, athletic director, texts me. Appreciate that, Marty. Thank you. Yes, 5 o'clock mountain time kickoff for Goodland and Nickerson. So good to know that. 5 o'clock mountain time. So moved up an hour once again due to the long travels back as well. So 5 o'clock mountain time kick there at Nickerson. Which, by the way, there should be a really good crowd there, I would think. Because if the faithful come down and support the Goodland Cowgirl volleyball team at State, they just only have a 20-minute drive, if that, to Nickerson to cover the to follow the football team and then make their way back home. And I know people were curious, is Ross, I saw it on Facebook, is Ross going to be at the volleyball? Yes, I will be at State Volleyball bringing coverage on, thir- on bright and early, bright and early. Uh, at uh, 8.30 Mountain Time, which is much better than 7.30 than what we had two years ago. That was ridiculous. At 8.30, we'll be on the air, 8.30 Mountain Time, with the first match of pool play for the Goodland Cowgirls. We'll have those three matches for you. And then Friday, or then later that night, we'll be in Nickerson bringing you Goodland Cowboy football. So we will pull off the double duty just like we did two years ago when we did volleyball and then went to Council Grove. We will do the double duty, and we will uh, we'll have coverage of both of those. So for those who are curious, yes. You'll be, if you don't make the trip down there, we'll have coverage of volleyball and football right here on 1025 U Rock. All right, 
Let's get to a break. When we come back, we will visit with head coach Jeff Ennick, head coach of the Oakley Plainsman. His team had a very tough start to the year. Went 0-6, but found a way to win two games late and are in the postseason once again. There are the Plains. We'll visit with him next. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.